Blue Wire. Kawhi Leonard is going to join the Clippers. Kawhi turns the corner for the win. Three on the way. Yes. Paul George nails it. Lou Williams for the win. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clip and Roll. I am your host, Justin Russo. And joining me as always, Tomer Zarli of Clutch Points. Tomer, what's going on, big buddy? How you enjoying the All-Star break so far? Uh, well, it's about to really turn into a break for me. Um, but no, it's been good so far. I've been able to catch up on some some errands, uh, you know, take some time to myself while enjoying the festivities. So it's been cool. It's been dope. Uh, why'd you say it's about to really turn into a break for you? Because now we have three days off with no basketball and... Um, Nobody's about to hear from me for a few days, so it's gonna it's gonna be real nice. Are you gonna go like missing and on a milk carton or something? <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe for a few days I might. Yeah, I might just go oh milk carton missing for a few days. Yeah, you know what this guy's gonna do? He's gonna go play Pokemon on his Nintendo Switch, and no one's gonna hear from him. First of all, I don't appreciate you pronouncing it Pokemon. How am I say supposed Pokemon. to say it? It's Pokemon. Pokemon. Pokemon, yes. There's an accent Pokemon. on the E, so Pokemon. Oh my God! Second, what's your second of all? Uh, did I say first of all? Yeah, you did say first of all. Um, well, then second of all, I uh, I don't know. I don't have a second. I didn't think I said first of all. So you're a liar. You just lied to people. It's nice to know. You watched anything? You watched anything recently? You told me you watched a new movie. Why don't you tell everyone what it was? I didn't watch a new movie. I watched Horrible Bosses for the first time. Yes, I know. I'm a little late. Um, you watched Horrible Bosses for the first time? Yes, like two days ago. Or yeah, uh, oh, yesterday, buddy. actually. Hold on. What'd you think? I thought it was funny. It was hilarious. Uh, I was Great not ready movie. for... I was not ready for... Uh, uh, what sort I'm looking for here? Uh, out of Control, Jennifer Anderson. But uh, other than that, uh, no, it was great. It was funny. It was It was great kind of wondering how there's a second movie like these these guys bosses just constantly suck um but no i watched that i watched uh it man four uh today before this podcast uh that's, that's if you're not familiar that's the guy who trained bruce lee apparently so uh yeah that was the uh, last couple of days for me movie wise damn look at you you're getting stuff done on this break i mean <laughs> i mean wordle took about 45 minutes for me uh this morning. I don't know if I should say the word. Well, it's already the next day. But I fucking tacit. What the fuck is tacit? Oh, Jesus Christ. That thing uh, took me out. You're just complaining. I did not know that word existed. You're just Bro, complaining. Ever since the New York Times bought them, they've just been hazardous to my health. I've just I've just not enjoyed Wordle whatsoever. So maybe I need an all-star break for Myrtle, too. It's kind of, um, it's really been weird. Like, it hasn't been as fun. And also, I've kind of just gone into the uh, realm of, I can't just do one Wordle anymore. Yeah, you, you've seen, I've I just Googled, like, Wordle Unlimited, and I played that thing for, like, maybe, like, 20 minutes. Just get a few words out there. I've done the one where you like you have to do four wordles, and then I've which, and then I've done the one where you need to do like six, and then I, tonight you I did do the four, one where you have six. To do eight. What is that? Is that the Quirtle thing or whatever? Yeah, so that's four. 
Quartals uh, 4. I forget what the name of the sixth one is. And I just played the eight one tonight and got all of them. Ah, uh, how does that work? I, I, uh, you ba- basically what happens is you type in your words and then the cell phone will just punch you and tell you to stop trying. <laughs> what? Hold I don't on. know. <laughs> it's not a great I'm, I'm looking this up right now. Anyways, we need to start talking Clippers basketball. The Clippers entered the All-Star break at a 30-31 and record, which, considering everything that's gone on with them injury-wise and yada, 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 is actually pretty amazing. They're currently tied in the loss column with the Los Angeles Lakers for the 8th seed, but own a three-game cushion in the win column, which effectively gives them a a one-and-a-half game advantage uh, in the standings for the 8th seed. Um, Tomer, if you would have told Clipper fans, or let me rephrase that, if you had been told before the season, All-Star break, 30-31, and 31, but obviously no Kawhi, PG's only played 26 games, Marcus and Nico have been banged up, all these extra things have happened, COVID, you know, you're getting health and safety protocols, even to coaches, 30-31, and 31, would you have signed up for that? I... Don't see how you wouldn't have signed up for that, considering uh, pretty much everything. Um, yeah, that 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 sounds about right to me. Um, like, there's just so much has gone into the season. Like, when you look at thirty and thirty-one, you're like, oh, they've done pretty well. But like, for like me and you, who just like, and people who have like followed them day to day or covered them day to day, like, it has been a grueling freaking season, and for them to still be. Um, 30 and 31, just one game under 500, which they've pretty much been for the last, I want to say, like, month. Ever since that grueling January trip, they've been hovering right under 500. Um, I, I think you, you take that easily. Um, and considering PG's played 26 games um, out of, what, 61, considering Kawhi hasn't played, you know, Marcus missed that first month, and Nicholas's platoon has been in and out. Like, it just goes on and on. So, uh, yeah, you 100% take that, uh, no question. So, um, here's the crazy part. Obviously, no Kawhi. But in the games without Paul George, so obviously that means no Paul George and no Kawhi, um, they're 16 and 19, which, when you really think about it, to be 16 and 19 in the 35 games without him is a 457 winning percentage, which on its own would put them as the nine seed, like right behind the Lakers. So when you really consider it from that aspect, it's actually pretty miraculous considering the Lakers have had two or their three big, you know, highest paid players playing effectively in every game. Highest so paid players. <laughs> I like you know, you, I can't say I like that word. switch up. I like that switch up. What do you want me to say? Superstar? I know. I, no, I don't know what you want to say. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I just appreciated your last second switch up is all I'm going to say. Yeah, I can't say the I can't say the S word because one of them is not that. Um, Marcus has played in 36 of the 61. Nico's played in 40 of the 61. So, you know, I mean, obviously there's been trades. Eric Bledsoe has been traded. Um, Eric Bledsoe, the trade that sent Eric Bledsoe out, got the team Robert Covington, who's been good, and Norman Powell, who was very good up until he suffered an injury. The Norman Powell injury is a fractured medial sesamoid bone in his left foot. Um, there's no timetable for his return. Some people think he might return by the end of the season. Who knows? I mean, you don't really know until you know. So 
you know, it's just one more one more injury thing on top of a heap load of injury stuff that's happened all season. It's it this is the season from hell, man. <laughs> it absolutely is. Like like I, I don't know if you can script up <laughs> anything worse than coming in, making your debut in your basically close to your hometown, and then going down after three what was it, three games I wanna say? Mm-hmm. Um three games and then potentially being out for the year. I mean we don't know that for sure yet. We'll, we'll have to see how he recovers, but um yeah, potentially being out for the year. Like that's just, it's just unreal. It's uh, uh, honestly both the Lakers and Clippers. I mean, the the Clippers have have not had their stars. The Lakers have, but boy, this has just been an absolutely awful injury year. Like just uh, Serge Ibaka, disgusting. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's no, been, no, just, it's been... yeah, just just awful. Just I can't I can't even like, it's been so bad. Like consistency has been so hard to find and come by because guys are always in and out. Like, honestly, I even feel for the Lakers. Like, AD has been through so much, and they've been unable to even string together consecutive games with lineups. Like, it's insane. It's insane the amount of uh, things that LA teams have gone through. As people might recall, Sergi Paka got traded for Rodney Hood and Semi Ojale. But what I, what I want to say, um, as an aside, by the way, is if you were given the choice of – you could spread these injuries out throughout seasons or you could take them all at one time. You probably would take them all at one time. So maybe it's better to just get all this crap out the way in one go. Right. I mean, that depends on how you look at it. Um, I mean, yes, you do obviously want to get them all out the way, but like they, I don't think, I mean, Clipper fans know this, but I feel like they have some guys who are prone to, to nagging injuries. Um, you know, Marcus has got his knee situation. Like, um, Nico, knock on wood, has been healthy. Reggie's been healthy for the most part. But, like, Kawhi and PG, we know they deal with things all the time. So, like, I, I yeah, you'd rather have him now, and hopefully you can stay healthy uh, once they come back or next year, whatever. But, man, it's just it, – it, you can't you – know, you, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, you can't guarantee that a fluke injury won't happen again. When you come down to it, like, at the end of the day, the Clippers are 30 and 31. Um, they navigated a tough six game stretch where they went two and four could have been a lot worse, but they had a nice win on the road against golden state that a very nice win at home. Uh, I'm sorry, a nice one on the road against Dallas and a very nice win at home against golden state. Um, they could have easily gone. zero and six, they end up going two and four. They possibly had a chance to go three and three, maybe even four and two, depending on the, I, I don't know, but they went two and four and that's probably the best case scenario they could have hoped for. Um, considering everything. So look, at least they got two wins on that road trip. It set them up at 30 at 29 and 31 going into the Houston game uh, this past Thursday, which they won by 31, the largest margin of victory for the Clippers this season and the most points they scored this season. So it's nice to get that. It's nice to play a Houston team that doesn't believe that defense is a real thing that should be played. That was pretty cool. Um, it should be noted <laughs> was without several people. Obviously, John Wall is yet to play this year, but Eric Gordon missed the game and Kevin Porter Jr. missed the game, um, which brings me to something rather interesting. So this upcoming five-game stretch for the Clippers is uh, February 25th, which is their first day back, is uh, Friday, this coming Friday. They're, quote-unquote, on the road against the Lakers, and then have to go on the road to play Houston twice, which is a Sunday and then a Tuesday. Then they come home to play the Lakers again, and then they play the Knicks. Those are five games, and those are five very winnable games. I'm not saying they win all five, but there is a chance 
they could get to 35 and 31. And if they get to 35 and 31, their odds of being a top eight seed automatically are locked, especially because that would include that would, that would have them beating the Lakers twice, sweeping the season series and effectively ending the Lakers chance at a top eight seed. So Tomer, if they go five and zero, oh, you got to believe this team is raring and ready to go for an actual postseason berth. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is you want to land in that top eight where you uh, give yourself a chance to, you know, doctor, but you don't win the first game. You give yourself a second chance with that second tier game. I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't know that, that beating the Lakers twice effectively ends it. I mean, yeah, they don't have the tiebreaker. Um, uh, and it'll be incredibly tough to come back. But I, I don't know. It's just it's really hard for me to. I guess what I guess what I'm trying to say it's hard for me to believe the Lakers fall that low until I actually see it, because like, I think everyone thought like they wouldn't be this bad. I don't think people thought they'd be this bad. Um. So I mean, yeah. If you go five and no beating the Rockets three times, beating the, um, the Lakers twice, winning that season series four zero. Um. I mean, you're you're in really really good shape. Like I don't know if you could you could be in better shape than that. So, um. But but I I also at the same time like it's not a I hope they just you know, like you know if they do go four and zero five and zero whatever it is like I hope that they don't get satisfied with that um, because there are still some very tough games remaining on their schedule not many but some and um, you would like to if it's possible at all maybe get a seven seed um, and try to escape that that lower seed so you maybe get a home court game against Minnesota uh, or whoever is in that seven or eight seed so. Um, I, I do like where they're at. I, I don't think they'll, they'll take it easy the rest of the way, but, um, you know, I kind of just hope that they keep their foot on the pedal is, is what I'm trying to say. So hypothetically, and we're just going to talk about this hypothetically for a second. Hypothetically, the Clippers go five and zero in those five games, they're 35 and 31. The Lakers next five games are the Clippers, Pelicans, Mavericks, Clippers again, and then the Warriors. So. If the Clippers go five and zero, the best the Lakers can do is th- is go uh, three and two, because they would have lost the two games to the Clippers and won the other three. Mm-hmm. So that would put the Clippers at thirty five and thirty one, and the Lakers at thirty and thirty three. Essentially, the Lakers would have to chase five wins in the time that the Clippers can get two losses. Essentially, the next five games for the Timberwolves are Memphis, Philadelphia on the second night of a back-to-back, but both of those games are are at home for Minnesota, at Cleveland versus Golden State at OKC. Now, OKC should be a win. The other four are not easy games whatsoever for any team. doesn't matter if it's just Minnesota, just for any team. Um, this is a rather interesting race when we get down to it, to the 7, 8, 9, because you do not want to be 9. Because if you're nine, you have to win two to get in. And if you're eight or seven, you only need one. And if you don't win that one, that's okay. You have another shot at it. But if you look at the teams in that seven, eight, nine, so we're talking Minnesota, the Clippers, Lakers. Remaining strength of schedule, the Lakers have the third toughest remaining strength of schedule. Minnesota has the sixth toughest. And the Clippers are 18th. This is courtesy of Tankathon. So we're looking at, at a possibility that because of this schedule that the Clippers have coming up that they could really take advantage of this easier schedule 
and get themselves a chance at a seven seed, which gives them a home playoff game or excuse me, a home play in game to potentially get into the postseason. And that's before we get into the nuts and bolts of whether or not Kawhi and PG come back, you know? And yeah, like I said, it, it is a play in game and not a playoff game. That does not count as a playoff game. That's just uh, a random game, I guess, stat like stat wise. I don't think what I don't know where that goes, but yeah, it's not that. Um, yeah, I'm pretty like, sure. I'm pretty sure it's the same game that the Monstars played against uh, the Toon Squad or whatever. <laughs> so you know, it, it counts the same in the stat sheet. Uh, yeah, I, they're no. The Clippers are absolutely in great, great position. Um, it, I, I don't know. So I, I kind of just this season has been so long. Um, I. I want to see how things play out. Like, I think, I think as long as the Clippers stay healthy, um, you know, given who they have right now, they should be fine. If they get Kawhi and PG, obviously that's, you know, a great addition as well. Um, but I, I kind of want to see how they, how they um, close out the rest of the season. Cause they do have, I believe the ninth easiest or eighth easiest schedule um, after this uh, coming out of the all-star break, something like that. So um, I, what did you say it was via Tankathon? Did you have that? They have that 18th toughest, which puts them about 13th in terms Wait, of easy. The Clippers do? Yeah, 18th toughest, which makes them 13th easiest. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think they were ninth before the Rockets game, so that tells you how bad the Rockets are. Um, yeah, if 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 it if it plays out well, if they can stay healthy. Um, even even potentially getting that seven seed because they do have that tiebreaker over Minnesota. Um, man, I just I would really love to see uh, that happen. Uh, again, this is not even including Kawhi and PG coming back. Right now, they're what? They're two games back in Minnesota, and they have the tiebreaker. Like, I, I think it's doable. I really think it's doable. Um, so it just it just comes down to staying healthy. I think like Minnesota. I think you know, Cat's been healthy. Um, Anthony Edwards and those guys have been healthy. So um, you know, I'm not saying I'm hoping for an injury. I'm just saying like they've had some injury luck where the Clippers really haven't this year. So um, those things kind of pl- play a factor in it. So. We'll see how it goes there after the All Star break. Well, guys are probably fresher than before. So, speaking of injury luck and you know what have you, uh, Kawhi and PG news has kind of slowly, I guess, trickled in over the last little while. The latest PG news is that uh, I guess you know we we've talked about it before. He's he's scheduled to have an MRI on February twenty fourth, and Chris Hands reported during the Clippers game against Phoenix, I believe it was right. Was, yes. it, was that the one? Yep. Tuesday yeah, the, the, the game on, yeah, the game almost a week ago, last Tuesday, um, in Phoenix on TNT, reported that if the PG MRI goes well, and I will repeat that if the PG MRI goes well on February twenty fourth, which is in a couple days, um, that essentially there will be a two week ramp up period, and PG could be back by the middle of March. Um, I mean. That's kind of like not much news. That's kind of also what you would expect. Like if the MRI goes well, of course he would need a couple weeks to get back up to speed. He's been out for, you know, two months now. He's been out since Christmas. So, you know, of course you need a couple weeks to get to get your bearings right and get going again. As far as Kawhi, the news we've heard is he's doing well. And, you know, he's still doing explosive box jumps, apparently. Um, he was spotted at NBA All-Star Weekend, obviously, for the NBA 75th anniversary. He looks like he was walking fine. Um, he told there was that video that the NBA showed where 
he was telling the legends of the game that, you know, he can't wait to get back out there or something like that. I forget the exact quote. But, you know, look, it sounds like they're both doing well, hopefully. And there's a chance that they both come back. And if they both come back, it's hard to, you know, kind of... It's hard to go against thinking this team is a title contender, even with a short ramp up from the regular season to the postseason, even in a play in scenario. So look, man, if they get them, if they get those two guys healthy, I, I, I don't think they're like, if you're the one seed or the two seed in the West, I don't think you're sitting there going, boy, I hope we get them. If Kawhi PG come back, I mean, this might be the greatest like playing team uh, ever. Uh, yeah. I, I it would be incredible if they're able to both come back healthy. Um, I don't, if you're, if you're the one seed, I mean, Phoenix, I don't know. I feel like uh, Kawhi and PG, the, that kind of team, when they're healthy matches, even when the, when they're not healthy, they match up with, with Phoenix and give them some problems. Uh, we've seen the matchup with Golden State well and give them some problems as well. I mean, you know, Draymond's been out for, for one of those matchups, but um, the Clippers are just, uh, what can you say about them? They're, 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 they're wing stop. They, they have all the wings. They have every guy you need. Um, I hate and, you. And, and, and a number of guys. It, it's a good one, okay? You need to relax. Um, but 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 they they have so many different guys you could throw. Like, like I, I, the biggest thing, I the biggest reason I think that you could see Kawhi PG return this year if everything goes well, is that you don't need, you don't even need them to guard the best guy or do the most offensively anymore. I mean, you have Norman Powell. Hopefully, he's able to come back. Uh, you have a guy like uh, Robert Covington who's able to defend. Nick Batum, Marcus Morris is not known for his defense, but that size can come in handy. Um, he, he they 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 are deep at every position. Um, at least in the wings. So, um, I, 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 I would. That's another reason. I, again, I would see them coming back is because the workload on them would not be as big as it was before. It would be probably decreased. You could see guys like, especially Robert Covington, who's been incredible in the first uh, couple weeks here. Um, he, he's been so good for the Clippers defensively. So, um, if if they can come back, uh, I don't think any team wants to see them. Not just a one or two. Seed. I don't think any team in the West. Uh, that includes Memphis. I don't think they want to see them either. So, uh, but we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Look, if if they're able to come back by the end of March, the last nine games for the Clippers are played over twenty two days. The last uh, eight games are played over, I think, like twenty days or something like that. So, like they would get ample rest time. If they were to come back, obviously Kawhi wouldn't need to play in both games of a back-to-back. Um, so he would have time to just relax. So look, like hopefully they're able to come back. It's also not the end of the world if they don't. I think there's been a lot of stuff that's happened this season that should give fans um, a lot of positive vibes going into next year, even if they don't come back. So like, for instance, like Luke Kennard was in the three point shootout because he's been having an incredible year. He finished tied for second in this three point shootout. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns won, And I will go on record as saying that Carl Anthony Towns is the greatest shooting big man in NBA history, even over Dirk Nowitzki. I will take that to my grave. That's fine. I'm fine. If people disagree, I'm just saying that right now. Luke Kennard, by the way, probably humble opinion should have won. Because he scored more points in that contest than anybody else did, but lost it on a technicality because he didn't score the most in the final round. Am I wrong for feeling aggrieved about this? Yes, because that's been that's been a three point contest for. 
Has erroneous. That erroneous. That erroneous on all accounts. It's rigged. I don't know if it was for ratings or money, but <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling that Luke Kennard <laughs> got got rigged out of this. This is this is not this is not proper sporting etiquette. I mean, if you do, I mean, if you do want to make a three point contest, yeah, I don't know why you need multiple rounds. And that's just the way they do it. And by that, like, yeah, Carl Anthony had a monster round. He also had the highest score. Um, if you do, I mean, I would also be in favor of like totaling it between two rounds. Um, that would be pretty, pretty cool too. Because I mean, like you said, he did score the highest total. Um, but uh, I mean, you can't be mad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I'm old, and I know I'm very weird about this. We don't need a do ball. We do not need a three point do ball. Okay, we don't need this. Yeah, you're just being old and fucking grumpy. I'm sorry. It, it, there's no need for the do ball. Okay. I also just like saying do ball. Sounds very. This is what I was put on this earth to do. Maybe don't. Maybe you don't need the the ball itself. But the zone was very. Uh, I mean, it 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 it, it it's a spot that players are shooting from. It's a spot that Luke Kennard has hit shots from before. So. Uh, I don't. I don't see why not. I think you're just being a hater. I think that if they're going to introduce something like radical like that, they should have put a ball at half court and given them radical. Uh, it, it is radical. You went from a point and two points to three points. I'm just saying. Okay, I get. Okay, I get what you're saying. I, I get it. Uh, I, I mean, if you ask me, because, I, I don't. Because, I don't because here's the do thing. One. Because here's the thing. If you make one do ball, it's the equivalent of making three regulars or one regular and one money ball. Like, why? Why is that? Like, like, why is that the thing? Like, that feels like there's too much weight added to that one shot. Or, excuse me, two shots. In fact, I, yeah, I, I don't no, know. Maybe I'm crazy. I'm just crazy. You're, I think. I think. I think you're right. I mean, I think ideally a three point contest should just be like a basic three point contest. Just shoot. Like, money ball rack is a good idea. I think it's fine. You can get the money ball rack. But the do con the do rack thing the do shot I mean this is a bit of a reach but I I don't know I'm, I'm not too mad at it. It sounds like you said douche shot and you know what I agree. That's do all. Shot. That's all. Do shot. <laughs> it's a do <douche laughs> shot. Um, but look, uh, the the buyout market is approaching. March first is the deadline. Um, I guess Goran Dragic is a buyout candidate. Um, I don't. It's hard to say who else is going to be out there in terms of buyout guys. Um, DJ Augustine's already been bought out. Goran Dragic has been bought out. We're not talking about him. Drew Eubanks is available. Um, there might be other guys who do get bought out. Uh, so who my friends, Tristan Thompson. Huh? Who what get bought out? Who might get bought out? What, what no, did you no. think I said? You said who do get bought out. I'm just seeing a do shot the entire time now. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, DeAndre Bembry got released by the Nets but signed with the Bucks. Tristan Thompson got bought out by the Pacers. Played a game and then signed with the Bulls, I, which is unfathomable to me. that It got announced by Rick Carlisle, the Pacers head coach, which is insane. Um. Other candidates who could get bought out. Um, this is from Hoops Rumors. Uh, they're a good website. Uh, other candidates who could get bought out: Kent Bazemore, Eric Bledsoe, but he wouldn't be allowed to resign with, or he wouldn't be allowed to sign with the Clippers. Gorgie Zhang, Wayne Ellington, Gary Harris, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Rodney Hood, who is on the Clippers, Josh Jackson, DeAndre Jordan, Robin Lopez, Semi Ojale, who is on the Clippers, 
Tomas Sadoransky and John Wall. I do not expect John Wall to get bought out. That is a hefty portion for he Houston to pay. And they've out. just been yeah, he will not get bought out. Gary Harris would be an interesting buyout guy. Why is everyone making him a buyout guy? I didn't know he was available like that. I didn't hear anything about that. Where is that coming from? I, I just think that people thought it was weird that Orlando couldn't move him or didn't move him. So they just thought like, oh, he'll just get bought out and then he, he like he can sign wherever. But also, like, I feel like he's the kind of guy who, because of his bird rights in the offseason, Orlando can sign and trade him to somebody. Yeah, I don't know why they would do that. Like, I really don't understand what the downs, what the upside is to um, cutting him. Also, he also, I think, reduces his own value by doing that. Um, like, you, you kind of... I don't disagree. Say, yeah, you, you, I don't know. I, I don't see the, the idea behind that. If you're, if, you're, if you're Gary Harris and if you're the manager, I, I don't see that, so... I don't know where that's coming from. I, I've looked for rumors on that, and I haven't seen anything from that, my beat writers or anything like that. Um, but I guess, yeah, maybe you're saying, like, it, it might make sense. But as you said, they get the bird rights. They can use them for a signing trade or whatever, or even keep them if they want on a reasonable deal. But uh, just And then trade him, yeah. Simply yeah. cutting him. I mean, how old is he, 25? Gary Harris? No, he's uh, he's 28. 27, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a guy who's prime, though. I'm like, look, I, I, he's not changing your game or anything. But, like... I don't think it's a guy you could just cut. I mean, I would agree with you. Um, out of those guys, the only guy who really interests me kind of right now is Goran Dragic. Everybody else, I mean, not counting Gary Harris because I don't think he gets bought out. But, you know, Goran Dragic is really the only guy. But I kind of feel like Goran might go to Milwaukee or might go to the Brooklyn or, you know, maybe Does back Milwaukee to Miami. I don't know. Um, I could look that up for you in a second. But I think he would make sense for Milwaukee because just of that alone is like they kind of need a backup PG and I, or a point guard. I don't know why I said PG. They they need a backup point guard. And um, yeah, I think, I think that he could help kind of fill that role. You know what I mean? No, no, it, it makes sense. I just, I just wondered since they signed DeAndre Wembry, if that role was kind of gone, I, well, they did trade DiVincenzo, which I forgot about. So uh, Milwaukee does have an open 15 man roster spot. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, in fact, Milwaukee officially has 13 people under contract. Wow. Okay. So, so, so they have room for two uh, contracts as things stand. So, yeah, I guess you could probably pen, uh, pen Goran Dragic for the Milwaukee Bucks. Given, I mean, you know, it's kind of like where the smoke goes fire. It's just like he's probably pretty much decided to go there, but I don't know, maybe a few. Well, Milwaukee. Milwaukee would have an open spot. Miami has an open spot. Brooklyn would have to create an open spot. So it is what it is. I mean, the Clippers have to create an open spot as well, but I don't think that's going to hinder them. You know, if they're just like, hey, let's get rid of semi Ojale or Rodney Hood, I don't think that's going to be something that is going to stop them from opening up a roster spot, so to speak. And, I mean, opening up a roster spot, which they currently do not have at the moment, and which means they also... Uh, cannot sign Amir to the regular season contract, correct? I don't think they have a spot yet, so I don't correct. know. Correct. Not not a, not as of right now. Not as of right now. I, I, I'm a bit surprised to see they kept them. I'm not – I don't think they should have been cut right away. I mean, just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where, where – I have a hiding. theory. Ooh, the, theory, theory the theory that I have the, – the theory that I have is that you can literally convert Amir's contract at any time, up to the last day of the regular season, in fact. So – you could theoretically take this as long drawn out as you want it to get to, then just give him the contract. Um, 
because you you can just convert him and he he would have no say. You can just convert him to a regular deal. So I, I kind of think it's one of those things where they're just like, well, let's see what happens on the buyout market. And if something something doesn't materialize in their favor, then they would probably cut bait with either Rodney or or Shemi and then give Amir the deal. When you say he has Does that no, make sense? Yeah, but when you say he has no say in what, what in that regulation contract thing, I mean he he does have a say, doesn't he? Uh from my understanding you can just you can just convert a contract, a two way contract. And not be signed and not like have the negotiations or anything like that? That's okay. Yeah, pretty much. Interesting. You don't know that. So basically what happens is if you're on a two way contract your deal can unilaterally get converted to a one-year minimum salary contract. But that's not in favor of the Clippers. To... Or or two-year minimum salary if their two-way deal covered two years, but that's very rare. So, like, essentially the Clippers can just lock them up to a full contract for next season. Doesn't sound but like they the Clippers' best interest to do that, though, does it? No. It, it, what, 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 what would most likely happen is, like, he, he, his agent, and the Clippers come to an agreement on an actual deal. And that's how he gets converted. So, yeah, that's basically what would end up happening. Um, but look, the options are there. By the way, huge shout out. And I want to, before we go, I wanted to do this. Terrence Mann had not had a 20-point game since game six against Utah. And then now has scored at least 20 points in three out of the last four games. 21 on the road at Dallas, 25 at home against Golden State, 20 at home against Houston. All three were wins. Shouldn't shock you. If if Terrence Mann is scoring the ball well, usually the Clippers should win. So hats off to Terrence. Three great games. He's looked a lot better since uh, the trades have been made, I guess, so to speak. So, you know, like there's that. And I think what we've seen out of him is a guy who has more confidence now and looks more assured of himself than he had, you know, in prior months since the trade happened where Eric Bledsoe got shipped out. This isn't Eric. I'm not, this isn't an Eric Bledsoe issue. It's just that Terrence Mann became the backup point guard when Bledsoe got traded. Since that happens, the last seven games, Mann is averaging 14.6 rebounds, just under four assists, just under two steals, shooting 53%. He's only taking two threes a game, which is actually okay because of how aggressive he's been getting downhill because I feel like he's gotten downhill to the rim more in the last seven games than he did prior all season, right? Oh, yeah, yeah 100%. I mean, the biggest thing is, is, is just putting the ball in his hands and I think just letting him letting him run. Uh, I, I think w- when you play with guys like Eric, who, who kind of is the guy who needs to attack, um, I think we saw Terrence attack, but it was kind of like indecisive. Like he didn't know when to do it, when, which guys, I guess, best ran with him. I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of it was just indecisiveness on his part. And I, I, I don't know what maybe something changed in him, but definitely being, you know, being given the ball as a backup point guard and just saying, you know, Go run the show. We've got guys who can run with you. Uh, especially, the, he's playing with a lot of trailers now, like trailer shooters. And and uh, Luke, he's got Robert Covington over there. Amir Coffey's been in the lineup with him as well. So, uh, and Isaiah Hartenstein's kind of there to to reset the offense. So, um, 
Terrence, I mean, I think this is kind of what we expected from him. It just took a long time to kind of get to get here, and and part of that again could be um, attributed to the the rotations, the the different kind of um, guys that were on the court with him. So, I mean, I, I guess the good news is it's here now, and and you kind of uh, I don't know if you would expect twenty a night from Terrence. Probably can't even expect fifteen a night from Terrence, but. Uh, I think the opportunities to get 15 or 20 will be there nightly. Um, I think, you know, he's had some games where he's even gotten involved rebounding and, and, and assists as well. So uh, I guess you just want to see an aggressive Terrence and, and uh, one that creates something for the team. Uh, that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. Like I, I talked to Ty Lue about that. Like he just, he is, the Clippers are at their best when he's putting pressure on the rim and, and like decisively doing so, not just, doing it to kind of, you know, uh, pass out of it, you know, jump, you make some of those jump passes. Sometimes you're just like, what the hell are you doing? I think, I think it, it just, that, that kind of decisiveness change uh, has been big for him. And uh, I kind of hope he just you know, sticks with it. Cause like I said, a really aggressive decisive Terrence is, 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 is really good news for the Clippers. Amen to that because that gives them that, that ups their ceiling even after PG and Kawhi, whenever they do, in fact, if they do return, uh, this year. So, you know, there is that Tomer. It's been great as catching up. We will be back later in the week because we do have to profile the game for Friday against the Lakers. And then obviously a Sunday game in Houston, uh, the game on Friday against the Lakers would be very interesting because of the injury to Anthony Davis, uh, wishing him a very healthy and fast recovery after his ankle injury, which, um, was one of the nastiest, gruesome, most, ghastly things I've seen on a basketball court that didn't involve a bone sticking out of somewhere. So I, I wish him all the best. Cause that, that was horrific to watch in real time. And I really wish we would get out of the era of sports television where we have to do slow-mo 8 million replays of an injury. I really wish that would go away. Um, it's not fun for literally anybody. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but Tomer, I appreciate you jumping on and doing this with me again. Um, I don't know what else to say. I guess everyone should go have a fun day. It's, it's the all-star break. My mind has taken a break in this time. It's been fantastic. Been, excuse me. I can't even talk. It's been fantastic. Air, yeah. I'm out of air. I'm uh, out of energy. I'm out of water. Yeah. If um, I didn't say it's just, it's just, I would just stay off social media for a few days. Get your, uh, get your, uh, what was that line that, uh, that, uh, Marshawn Lynch had protect your mentals or something. <laughs> just mentally recharge. Oh, you use this break to mentally buddy, recharge. Yeah, it's use this use it to work on you. You know? <laughs> use it yeah. to work on you. Everyone will see you later on in the week, Tomer. Thank you. Say goodbye to the good people. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you later.